0: Welcome, 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 everyone. Hi-Fi Summit Day 3 continues oh, yeah. with Tommy O. Oh, Tommy, cool. we're we to going talking about amplifiers. Um, take it away, man.
1: How are you, everybody?
2: Hey, we're doing good, great, Tommy. Great, great. Glad to have you here, man.
1: Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So I have a little agenda that I wrote up. It's pretty simple. And um, I guess the, the uh, I'll go over the topics real quick. We're going to talk about signal paths and uh, skipping over preamp, also analog or digital volume, and then we'll have a Q&A session. That's it. So, Cool. Deal. Um, for, first of all, I always get asked this question, uh, who is Digital Amplifier Company? Who is Cherry Amplifier? Because there are two different names there. Um, Cherry Amplifier is a brand, and Digital Amplifier Company is the company that owns that brand. So, uh, fortunately, the acronym for Digital Amplifier Company is DAC, which is, some people don't say it's fortunate, but (laughs) it allows us to call one of our products, which is a DAC, the DAC-DAC, which sounds almost like a duck quacking. Um, We make amplifiers. We make uh, D-to-A converters. We also make some accessories, such as the Cherry USB. uh, And we make a few wires, not to make money on wires. We're just providing them so that uh, we can assure low resistance or short signal paths on people's systems. Um, So let me get started with uh, about signal path lengths. And one of our concerns, I guess, our our design philosophy is really to minimize the distance between uh, places where the audio uh, goes through on a circuit board or through a cable so we want to keep components on the boards lined up in a certain fashion so that the distance that the signals travel is minimized which minimizes noise and minimizes interference with other circuits um, and it also uh, makes power concerns uh, less important because you can drop less current across less distance or drop less uh, voltage across less distance if it's for power traces and we do a lot of very high power stuff. So um, the fatness of traces on boards, th- the thickness of the copper on the board, and the distance of the trace on the board matters. All that stuff matters. And when it comes to s- signals, like small signals, um, s- the, say the the uh, signal of the uh, digital output of a preamp or digital output of a, a processor that goes into a to converter, uh, that signal is comes into the board and has a very short path to the chip that uses it. Um, for the similar reasons, and you'd think, well, geez, it goes through this long cable, uh, so doesn't the ca- isn't the cable part of that trace also? And yes, it is, uh, but we still want to make everything as uh, as short and as direct as possible when it comes to audio signals. Um, making things closer is uh, one one way to do that. Using shorter interconnects is another way to do that. Uh, And shorter speaker cables is yet another way to do that. So as far as wire goes, cables, um, it's a really touchy subject for uh, audio files. Cables are um, just a transport mechanism to get a signal from one place to another. Uh, In some cases, that signal has a lot of current associated with it. That would be in the case where a power amplifier is driving a speaker. And in the cases where large current is involved, such as power cords or speaker cables, uh, we always tell people is if if you could keep the wire shorter keep the cable shorter, uh, and make it fatter, um, then, and that would be a way to reduce the resistance, which is, uh, and I'll say this, uh, you know, in fear of, uh, backlash, but, uh, Resistance is all that matters when it comes to power cords and speaker cables. Um, there's no need for shielding. The the impedances are too low for shielding to make a difference. Uh, there's no need for a battery-powered shield thingy, which is uh, total snake oil. And by the way, I'm very, very anti-snake oil. I don't know if you guys know that, but the, my customers know that, and so the people that read the things I write on Facebook uh, and other places. But um, getting back to speaker wire, getting back to cable, um, there's no need for uh, for special materials such as silver or, uh, you know, different type of alloys. Really, what matters is resistance. It doesn't matter if it's going through copper or silver or whatever. Silver is slightly lower resistance than copper. However, it's by a very small percentage. So if you make your speaker wire, you know, one inch shorter, it'll have the same effect of using a metal that is 100 times the price. So regarding uh, regarding uh, the signal path inside of devices, uh, the same rules apply. So we're talking about the shorter the distance, the better, the fatter the traces, the better, the thicker the copper, the better, In mm-hmm. where it matters, where it's practical. So we also – uh, one of the products we make is an amplifier called the inline maraschino. I don't know if Joe can bring up a, a photo of that or maybe from the website. Uh, the inline maraschino is able to be hung from the speaker. And the reason for that oh, is to that. to make the speaker. I, I don't see it. What What is it
3: called again? Maybe Chana can uh, bring the, it up. I get
1: it. The inline, inline maraschino. If you go in maraschino, on the website under products, then look for inline maraschino. There we go. Let's see.
2: Did it share the wrong screen?
1: Yeah, it's sharing the screen with the seminar on it. I You're going to know. get caught in an infinite loop. Where did it There it is. Is this there, there it is. Go. That's it. So as you can see, these amps... Um, <clears throat> There's small... I don't know if there's a photo on there. If Maybe if you scroll down, there might be a photo that shows the amplifier connected to a speaker. Oh, and there isn't. All right. Um, I have a nice photo of this, but uh, I'll just describe it. This, the amplifier binding posts can be uh, connected to wires that are, say, four inches long, and the amplifier only weighs about a pound. Mm-hmm. That's because the, ampli- the power supply is external, so... It won't fall off of even uh, spring contacts so that because it's so light. And this pretty much eliminates the speaker wire, which is another uh, going along the, the lines of a shorter signal path. But if you look at wire, the way wire um, resistance works is uh, it's cross-sectional area multiplied, the, the resistance of the cross-sectional area multiplied by the length. So there are two things you can do to make speaker wire Less resistance. One of them is uh, lower gauge, which is fatter wire, and the other one is just a shorter wire. So the inline Maraschino lets you have speaker wires that are effectively four inches long, and uh, that preserves the damping factor of the amplifier, which is the um, resistance of the load over the resistance of the output impedance of the amplifier, or over the output impedance of the amplifier. In the case of the inline Maraschino, the Uh, Damping factor is about 500, which means that the output impedance that's measured into 8 ohms, that means the output impedance is 16 milliohms. That's 16,000 of an ohm. Very, very low. Um, If you take a 9-gauge speaker cable that is 8 feet long, which is one that we make, resistance of that cable, round trip, is actually about the same as the amplifier itself. So that's another 16 milliohms. And now the effective damping factor of this of the amplifier is 250 instead of 500 because it goes through 16 milliohms to get to the speaker. Um, there's a big debate on how important damping factor is. However, I, I believe that uh, the, the higher, the better. So the shorter the speaker cable, the better. And uh, customers of ours have always told us that that makes a big difference. Um, that's one of the few things that uh, – it's very inexpensive to do to improve your system is to just use uh, shorter or fatter uh, speaker wire. So regarding the DAC DAC, can you bring up the DAC DAC on there? Uh, it's under products. Yeah, there's a delay. DAC DAC. Yes. So this, this is a very plain vanilla DAC. Um, it takes in PCM over coax digital and it outputs uh, analog audio kind and of that's looks cherry to me yeah so we have not, one not version volume control.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did <laughs> you mean ver- what, what do you mean by vanilla like it doesn't add anything to it is that what you mean
1: plain plain vanilla by by that standard means uh yes yeah, no, no frills
2: no man. frills man we're just talking okay. performance
1: no frills so i mean the the highest performance version of that is the is the DAC-DAC-2HS or HSV, and that uh, can reach 130 dB um, signal and noise. So it's a very quiet DAC. It's very accurate, 0.0004% distortion. You can see what's inside of it there, very basic. Um, it's a couple of PCM1794A DAC chips, uh, one for each channel. And then we have an output stage that drives the, the outputs. Um, so inside of that product, there's a there's a, what's called an SPDIF receiver, which receives the digital audio, and then that drives the DAC chips. All of the path lengths for that is, are uh, uh, all of the path lengths are kept short and are optimized by the placement of the components, but especially this is important on the output side. On the output side, there's only one inch of PC board between the DAC chip and the output connector. And the reason we do this is to make it so that there's no possibility of any noise leaking in from something else on the circuit or even outside the circuit um, that would create a, a performance issue. So the And then going along with short signal pass, one of the things that we always uh, preach about, I guess, is we we tell our customers... Um, if you can skip the preamp, then do it because um, in today's systems, uh, a lot of them are driven by streamers. So a streamer picks up the the uh, data off of the internet and drives the DAC with that data. And in our case, uh, we make our DACs so that they're they're able to drive the our amplifiers at least a few dB into clipping. But not much more, so that we maximize the dynamic range, and we also um, allow the amplifier to be driven directly from the DAC without any issues as far as the signal level or the the uh, configuration. So the output of this DAC is what we call double differential, which means that there are two there are two um, levels of circuitry in there. The first level of circuitry is a differential uh, circuit, which drives a second differential circuit. So there are four outputs on this DAC, essentially, plus and minus for left and right. So um, it, what I was saying before about being very basic is for a reason. We don't do that just because that's that way it's easier for us to get a product out. Um, actually, it's more difficult because we need to optimize everything just right. Um, there's a lot less to go wrong. There's no processor inside of this DAC that would create noise that the other circuits would pick up. Um, and also, like I mentioned, it's made to drive Cherry amps. So if you can skip the preamp in a system, this this seminar is where is, uh, this talk is about uh, high-performance systems, so um, there are certain things that kill performance. One of them is noise, that noise is the ultimate enemy in audio. Um, The second one is distortion. Um, The third one is uh, more side issues, like not enough power, or uh, the wrong kind of interfacing, or bad cables, stuff like that. But the really important things are noise and distortion. So we wanna minimize those as much as possible. And in order to do that, we tell people try to skip the preamp if you can, because typically uh, you have a streamer driving uh, an audio system. So, the streamer, in many cases, is able to perform a preamp type function. And that function is controlling the volume and uh, <laughs> selecting a source. So, um, one system that we have put together here is based on a Node 2i, which is from Blue Sound which is an NAD product. Uh, and I believe they're one of the, your silver sponsors or gold sponsors of the yeah, show.
0: I actually have one. It's, it's really, really nice. I use it a lot.
1: I'm telling you, it, it changed my outlook on uh, you know how hard it is to find a song for one. It's really simple to use. And if you combine that with a lossless sc- streaming service such as Cobuzz, um, then you get performance that is just as good as playing, uh, from playing a CD to playing a high-res 192-24 recording, say, for example. And preamps can only add noise or add distortion. They can't take it away. Once it's there, it's there. So I think if, you, if you're concerned only about performance and not about um, convenience or cost, mm-hmm. um, then you might say, well, uh, I'd have to have a very, very good preamp in order not to create any additional noise or any additional distortion that is significant enough to be audible. And the, the, the debate will never end on what is audible as far as distortion, although I know there have been some tests that prove that people can hear below 0.1% distortion, which is pretty amazing, actually. Um, Why you want distortion that's so much lower than what you can hear is because it's cumulative. So every step along the signal chain, you're adding noise and you're adding distortion. So in the case of a very, very simple system, which I'll tell you about in a second, um, each step is made to produce as little, or add as little noise and distortion as possible, and you wanna minimize the number of steps. So instead of having a CD player, then a DAC, then a preamp, then an amplifier that might even have a, a selector of its own or a volume control and then speakers. Um, and uh, you know, the, the other side of this is say you have a receiver that drives speakers. Well, uh, I think we all know that receivers, uh, have their shortcomings as far as, um, performance and power output, things like that. So, um, in a lot of cases, we sell amplifiers to people that take a receiver, uh, and use the external amplifiers to to boost the performance of their system. So, um, getting back to the system I was going to tell you about, using a Node Two I, uh, driving a DAC DAC Two HS without a volume control. Um, we have that driving a pair of Megashino Monos, which are which go to a hundred, uh, which go to a thousand watts a channel. Mm-hmm. So plenty of power. Mm-hmm. 100, 120 dB signal noise ratio on the amp the 120 dB SNR the DAC has 130 dB SNR we connect them with XLR cables and I forgot to mention about balanced connections uh, so I'll get back to that but Balanced, always preferred, over. There's really no need to debate that. Uh, It's just a way to to have a lower noise interconnect. And if you have a short XLR cable, say uh, a foot long, um, it's very, very unlikely that anything outside of that is going to cause enough interference to get through the shield, Mm -hmm. get into the cable, and also screw up the common mode rejection the input stage of the amplifier, which is what you're uh, going to have to do to, to create a problem with a balanced connection. With a single-ended connection, you're going to have problems with ground loops and with grounding. Um, our amplifiers, are especially our uh, maraschino amplifiers, have solved uh, noise and hum problems in systems a lot. And the reason is because um, <clears throat> many systems have ground loops in them People don't realize that, they, that these ground loops exist. Um, so when they put an amplifier in that has a floating ground, which means that the power supply is completely isolated electrically from the wall. Um, so the power that goes into the amplifier has an isolation barrier between the AC mains, which is what, what you plug into. And the reason for that is because the ground of the amplifier can then be made to lock to the preamp's ground or whatever's driving it, the DAC or preamp, so that there's no possibility for uh, the ground of the amplifier to loop through the source and then back into the wall on the other side. And that's where ground loops happen almost all the time. So let's say you have a three-prong plug, plugs in your preamp, so earth ground connects to your preamp, and then you have an amplifier with a three-prong plug, and an earth ground connects to your <clears throat> to your uh, amplifier and the chassis are have earth ground as a safety measure that's so the ground fault interrupters work otherwise they can't because there's if there's no ground so if you have an interconnect between the preamplifier and the amplifier in this system with two three prong plugs the the one uh, and that's if the the ground is connected to the chassis and to the signal ground um, and then you connect it with a single-ended interconnect, uh, That the, the ground part of the, of the interconnect actually is connecting the earth ground of the amplifier to the earth ground of the preamp. And if either of those two have the signal ground connected to earth ground, which is very common, then you're going to get hum, probably, or noise. Is everybody still hearing me?
2: Yeah, we're good, man. There's uh, a handful of questions. I don't know if you're able to see on the right side of your screen, there's a a link that says chats. There's a private private chat, and then there's comments. There's a couple of them that have been coming in. Um, Let me scroll back up here. So feel free if you see any of those that you want to address as you're talking. Okay. Jump right in there. I know one asked. I'm looking up here. I'm going through my list
1: here. Um. Yeah, I have a timer going off in the background. That's I'm trying to fix
2: that too. <laughs> That's
1: okay. I have something in the crock pot, guys.
2: Oh, oh, hey, man. Awesome. Tommy's is, Tom is cooking today. No, I'm
1: cooking all the time. Seems like everybody's enjoying it's all like the, that's a huge the technical aspects of this. So I'm looking at this. Uh, my debit card is about to get whacked. Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> Here,
2: we um, Here we go. Here was a question from Erlen. I was trying to find it. So where's the input for the power source? Is that the one which looks like an XLR input?
1: Power source is a DIN plug. That's the one on that that photo there, the Stereo Maraschino. When you see the back of it, it's the one to the left. And the one to the left there too. So when you stack them up, there's a, I think there might be a picture. uh, It's of like a little short braided
2: pair. Or braided. Yeah.
1: It's. uh, Yeah. Michael's uh, seen it in person. Yeah, Um, So, you know, when you, when you stack them on top of each other, uh, there's a very short version of what we call DC snake, which is a super low impedance connector to to go between the power supply and the amp. Um, The reason we do any of that is so that you can change the power supply. Um, It all started with the inline Maraschino actually, as far as the Maraschino series, which we did before uh, we did the desktop. We did the one that hangs and we had a hard time with acceptance. People saw an amplifier hang from the speaker. And they said, uh, "What? What is that? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. You know, doesn't look like what I'm used to. I can understand that it's an amp, but I mean, why would you do that?" So we made a desktop version, the desktop Maraschino, and those look like little cubes. Really high wife acceptance factor, by the way, guys. In case you're wondering, um, I've had so many compliments where people say, "Oh, my wife thinks these are so cute," or they think that she think these these really. Look a lot nicer than that big bulky stuff that you had Um, but the desktop maraschino is this looks like the inline maraschino actually why can you pull that up um it looks like the inline maraschino but on a base so you could just go back and then click on desktop there you go so the desktop one they're different kinds yeah um these guys are 400 watt per channel amps, and they're almost 120 dB. They're 118 dB, uh, super low output impedance, just like the inline maraschino, just like the 2 Cherry, actually 3 Cherry, 4 Cherry, 5 Cherry. That's another series we have, multiple uh, multi-channel amps. These amplifiers are um, very similar to the inline maraschino. It uses the same board inside. And it also allows you to get close to the speaker because it's uh, pretty small, pretty light. They weigh about um, eight pounds with the base. And uh, what, how did we get here How we're, while we're talking about that now? I can't remember. The, um, oh, the, the cable. So originally we had a three-foot-long DC snake cable to connect the power supply to the hanging amplifier for, say, a bookshelf speaker that is uh, on a stand, right? So there's a distance between the floor and the speaker terminals. So if you have an amplifier that's right up at the speaker, then you need a long cable to get to the power supply. So um, we made a shorter version, which, which has even less resistance. We're talking about the difference between 10 milli-ohms, 90 milli-ohms kind of difference. Uh, That does matter when you're talking about the currents that these power supplies put out. Um, That power supply on the bottom of the that stack of components, that's a 60-volt, one-watt power supply, and it only weighs about three pounds. And that drives the stereo maraschino, the inline maraschino, the desktop maraschino, and the same type of supply is used to drive the 2-cherry, 3-cherry, 4-cherry, and 5-cherry, all with the same uh, type of supply. Alternately, there's a 48 volt power supply, which looks kind of like kind of like the power supply you have for a laptop, and that power supply uh, puts out less power. All the specs are on the website as far as that goes. I'm checking out these comments here. Uh, thank you for the. They are so adorable. <laughs> Comment. Um, the power supplies. How big are the power supplies? They're about six and a half by six and a half by two and a half inches.
2: Yeah, so one thing so, I, that I was really surprised about when I pretty see small. the product is how, how small it was, how Great. light it was. And I'll be honest with you guys. When I first got it, I'm like, I was skeptical because I'm thinking, how in the world is this little dinky amplifier going to power my two tower speakers? No problem. I mean, absolutely no problem. Tons and tons of power. Um, super, super clean. Um, very, very impressive for sure. But these are really, really small, so they won't take up a lot of space. And last, like you can see in the in the picture here, you can stack them, so it just kind of keeps them nice and organized.
1: Yes, the stackability—that's uh, a stereo Maraschino thing. That—that's the second box up from the bottom with the volume knob on it. Um, I saw Nick Ten's question. Uh, he said, "What is?" Yeah, there it is. The advantages of Cherry multi-channel over a class AB with large toroidal. Um, I would say several. One of them is a short signal pass. Uh, another one is uh, DC coupling. Uh, all of our amps, except for the old, old ones, uh, have DC coupling. Um, also, frequency response uh, up to 150 uh, or 100 kilohertz on the Maraschino series, 150 kilohertz on the MegaShino series. We didn't even talk about the Megashino yet. Um, also, uh, signal noise ratio is super high. Distortion is super low. The damping factor is super high because the output impedance is super low. I use super a lot, don't I? This is pretty super.
2: I'm seeing that super toroidal transformer in there. Golly.
1: Tell you about, I'll tell you about Cherry. Okay. First of all, I have an ex wife who uh, hated the word cherry. She hated, thought it was the stupidest thing ever. Um, I said, well, the, the name Apple's already taken. And I kind of want to be someday. <laughs> I'm I, just uh, open
3: to laugh about that. Yeah. She hated it, so you decided to I'm do it. Is that how it works? I an
1: amplifier to be like the Apple of audio. Okay. That's awesome.
3: What's that? That's yeah, kind of funny. No, the, the fact you said she's, you started with that she hated it. And so yeah, 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 yeah. obviously you didn't mind using it still
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, all, almost all of the good decisions i've made in my life have been going against advice
2: mm, interesting Again, strong
1: advice yeah you know people saying what are you crazy that's just that doesn't you know like the ha- that hanging amplifier was like that i was told that it's a it's a bad idea it's just you know no one's going to accept it and at first that was kind of true but the more and more uh, people that tried it said, "Wow, you know this really is something." This amplifier because it's capable of a thousand watts into one point eight ohms. That little one-pound amplifier, hmm. and <clears throat> you know, I I talk about numbers art, um, and I I just wanted to. to be known that specifications are great and everything, but I've heard some amplifiers and I've heard some DACs that have great measurements that do not sound as good as they should for their measurements. And I know why now I didn't know why uh, decades ago. And I slowly over time did experiments where I changed circuits and I listened to what it sounded like and I measured it. And I did this stuff uh, in, iteratively, recursively, whatever you want to put it, you know, over decades. And that's the only way that that I could figure it out. It's very, it's very touchy. You know, some things are are it's just like splitting hairs. The difference between, say, having a certain amount of feedback and a little less, or or you know, changing the circuit top altogether uh, is like starting from scratch. So if you just change little incremental things, there's only so much you can do. So we've actually changed topologies even. Uh, our classic cherry, uh, for example, is a single-ended design. It has bipolar power supplies. So uh, there's a full bridge in there, a full bridge rectifier that creates plus and minus ninety uh, something volts. It's more like ninety-five sometimes, and for uh, one hundred twenty volts AC nominal. And that same transformer is used to generate single rails in our Megashino series, the same kind of transformer. Um, but this, the Megashino is a single rail bridged output amplifier. Uh, so I don't know if I answered that question about class AB amplifiers. Um, no, one thing that is also apparent here is that the size and weight of these products is much smaller, later than I expect for something that would be uh that that power and that's just due to power efficiency which is a no-brainer with classic with uh class d amplifiers and about class d really briefly because i can see we're already half an hour in um class d can be done in about a hundred different ways uh when people say oh yeah i don't like class d amplifiers they sound like blah 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 well you if you haven't heard every class d amplifier that exists you you don't know what another type of amplifier might sound like that's Class D. Class D is a, is a broad category. It's not a specific design um, like Class AB or Class A. Uh, and by the way, Class A amplifiers have always had a special place in my heart um, because they are super clean. And and they are super uh, low, know a lot of cases, and they have real high bandwidth. Uh, they just do so many things right, but they weigh two hundred pounds a channel, and you know they're more than a foot on a side. Uh, it it just becomes impractical, and in, in another sense, it becomes impractical when they can be used as a space heater for. Uh, It's fires that don't run so hot, but that leads me to my next. So let me look at the quick was analog versus digital volume control. I don't know if anybody is interested in talking about that. Let me see if we can. Okay. So bill from audio talk says no, I don't know what that no is about.
3: Yeah. So
0: real quick, I just want to get really hot. Yeah. That was about the heat. I think. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, Joe. Oh, um, oh, I was just gonna
3: say here. Let me see if I can pull this up. So you do have some products that you're highlighting here at the Hi-Fi Summit. Let me see if I can bring this up here. So, okay. This one, for example, right? Stereo Marchino. Mm-hmm. and um, this is. You know, you're you're doing a giveaway over here, and also um, show specials. So, email just email them support at digitalapp.com. So uh exclusive I'm curious how from, many uh, entries there are. Yeah, just limited time offer.
1: It so actually shows third, how yeah.
3: many
2: entries are on there. If you end up going up to the the giveaway. Oh yeah. go so, on your giveaways,
3: you want to yeah. know right now? Okay. He's he's curious. All right, you're
2: curious. We can do it right now if you want. So Tommy's giving away there's three no no no
3: no no. I I, <laughs> I could tell you right now. I figured um, it was <laughs> Yeah, don't mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you have this going on and um you have a few giveaways. Look at this out. <laughs> cherry USB uh hey, to connector. Yeah. Um, you have your two cherry app. This one is huge. I'm saying like everybody dude. wants this one.
2: Yeah. Everybody scaling. wants
3: that. And your DAC DAC. Shoot, I might want that. You, look at this thing right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit right now. I'll tell you about Gio, the cherry USB so right sign away up for it's the quick. giveaway. You're gonna quit right now and this um, so you can sign up. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's heading over.
1: No. <laughs> so uh the Cherry USB uh, is another example of proper signaling, proper, uh, you know, short signal pass, proper use of signaling, proper isolation. And and the reason is because uh, there are two things that, so it runs off a of USB power. You don't have to plug it in to the wall. The second thing is the output is isolated. It's electrically isolated. So connect this tool, it, it's not going to cause a ground loop between your computer and the audio system. So it effectively isolates the computer from the audio system uh, for low noise and, and easy operation. And we give away a, a gold-plated USB cable with it. Um, we do make some fancy SB diff cables if you're interested. Um, yeah, your, your connection's
3: cutting out a little bit, Tommy. And
1: I think uh, somebody
3: over think there is probably they... gaming on your end. They're probably <laughs> <laughs> taking up all your bandwidth over there. Somebody, right. uh-oh, somebody. But it's all good. Um, so here's the two cherry, right? Look at that on our boy. page. Four hundred watts. Give you a little a more information. Um, also doing a oh my goodness, look at this giveaway on that one. And uh, you have you do have a show special on this one also. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because somebody's like. Added to cart. What is the coupon code that I should use? <laughs> all the information is on the product. What do you page. say to that, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, they put you on the spot right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. uh Oh,
1: well, Tommy's ready. I, I have ready. Uh, my email address: support at digitalant.com.
3: Email um, him. You just
1: email me, and I'll explain. Uh, it's what there what I go. what I like to do is make sure that the customer the customer knows exactly what they're getting as far as all the options. And that they know what they're what they can pick and what they can't pick, um, based on That's that cool. price. That price is for a standard two cherry, which doesn't. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, you're good. Can Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the The two cherry that is on the special is the standard version, which doesn't have the faceplate and the fancy WBT gold binding posts. Mm-hmm. Um, the so king version is uh, another. Sorry. I was
2: gonna say chana if you can click on the um the red one there there's two images I think that's your king version is that correct I got this one here okay there you go
1: yes that's the king version so and then there's that the binding has the faceplate and fancy Wbts you can see the binding post in that picture it's not coming there out. you go oh there it is oh yeah so those are the fancy binding posts the the not Unfancy binding posts actually look almost as good. Uh, they're they're pretty good. They're they're gold plated, um, and they're red and black, not red and white. But you know these just these just look like jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes question the value of it because um, mm-hmm. in most of our amplifiers, if you get the less expensive binding posts, they're they're with fast on connectors, but the fancy uh, WBTs are soldered. However, in the, the X-Cherry series, which is the 2-Cherry, 3-Cherry, 4-Cherry, 5-Cherry, the, the binding posts are soldered whether they're the less expensive ones or the more expensive ones. So the difference there is, is minimal. In fact, um, it's only about 2 million volumes, Uh Two Cherry. They say, well, I don't want to get the King version because... Um, I really don't want the fancy bindings, but I like the face. So what we what we're doing is during this show and during the special, uh, we, we you can add a faceplate at lower cost than than normal, than our normal okay. price. Right. And nice. it makes the amp look nice. a lot nicer. Uh, but it takes seventeen inches across instead of fourteen.
0: Ah. And that's that's just a standard equipment with anyway. So, let's look
3: here. What do you mean? So, I have a quick question too. Let me see if I can bring this. Did you hear up. you? Chrome tab. I don't uh, know
1: if I'm breaking up or.
3: It's breaking yeah, up a yeah. little We're bit. Breaking up a little bit. But um, so I have a question about the stereo uh, Maraschino, and right here. So this thing is tiny, right? Mm-hmm. Super so this small. This thing is small, and I'm looking at the specs here. And so this is crazy to me. Um, output power, and it shows different for the King version. If you're using 60 volts, 400 watts per channel into 4 ohms. Ooh. 40 uh, volt, 125 into 4 ohms. So um, obviously there's there are different power supplies. How big is this one for the 60 volt one? How big would that be?
1: It's about 8 inches by an inch and a half by 3, something like that. And how much is that? Uh, weigh? It's like the... It's Maybe two pounds, two and a half pounds, three pounds. <laughs> so yeah, so heavy. it's not much. I'm it's like, not like it's going to
2: work. I'm telling you, dude, I was so extremely one, skeptical. I was. These,
1: um, one, one, one thing I'd like to bring up it, um, with the mono blocks, uh, the 48 volt power supply can put out 250 watts into four rooms per channel. So there's really not a huge difference in power output between the 48 volt and the 60 volt if they're mono blocks. Mm. With the Stereo Maraschino, both channels are sharing the same power supply, gotcha, so you sense. can't get as much yeah, out of it. Gotcha. Right. So, but the 60 volt power supply is a kilowatt power supply,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it can it can drive both channels to to capacity.
3: Makes sense. And it can sustain about how much, like continuous.
1: What do you mean? Contain like 100 watts uh, with, with the 48 volt one?
3: Uh, with the 60 volts, it's 400 watts per. Ch- I just,
1: I can't. Yeah, those are continuous. Those are continuous power ratings. I'm, mm. Joe, I'm
2: telling you, dude, I'm,
0: it's I'm just, you'll, you'll be blown, blown away. away. Yeah, I mean, 400 and a four yeah. That's arms. not
1: peak. The only the the only time we use peak. The only time we use peak is with the Megashino because the Megashino has tremendous capacitors in it and. Mm-hmm. It can carry through a two kilowatt peak into two ohms. Hmm. The Megashino. <laughs> I don't know if you want to show that there, but I want You know, it's important also to note that the board, the same board that's used in in the marashino desktop and the inline version, um, is also used in the X Cherry, which is t- the two Cherry, three Cherry. But it's not the same board that's in the Stereo Maruchino. The Stereo Maruchino has a set as a different board, which has two channels on it. So it's not the stereo machine is not as high performance as, as the mono blocks. Um the mono monoblocks are with these? S- Probably. What was that?
3: Am I gonna blow up my speakers? Oh,
1: the, the, <laughs> oh well, you've got to just be careful. <laughs> Keep, <laughs> Keep that slow. volume low, Joe. start, start off low, low way out. Out.
3: I would imagine that my that um that my speakers are gonna distort f- way before this amp does. So
1: Yeah, that amp amp is DC-coupled, 120 dB, uh, 0.001% distortion from about like a watt to maybe 100 watts. Um, So for the meat of the power power space, it's very, very low distortion, Um, balanced all the way through, input and output. Uh, And the output impedance of that amplifier is about 36 milliohms instead of 16. The reason being because it runs off of 93 volts instead of 60, and each out each channel has 12 output transistors, uh, which is very unusual for a Class D amplifier. Um, and each of those transistors actually has a current rating of more than 100 amps. So it's possible to put out a, a, a f- for very very brief amount of time a super huge current. We we say it could do 50 amps, uh, but it could really do more for peaks. And the only reason you'd ever need that in audio is when you're trying to jerk the speaker back from being, say, sticking out all the way. And the reactance of the, the of the speaker is, is kind of the momentum of the speaker still wants it to be where it was. Hmm. And it's, it's very inductive in the bass especially. So to pull it back, you need to have a huge amount of current. And so these things have what we call stump pulling base. Um, they really drive, and I use an example of the JTR speakers a lot because JTR uh, makes some really, really strong speakers with very low extension, uh, namely the 210s, which are, they go down to 25 hertz in the normal room. Um, and those are... Uh, they're 125 pounds, and they can handle thousands of watts. So mm-hmm. no worries with the Megashino, you know, overpowering. It's not going to. So someone asked "Do you have a multi-channel amp.
2: Yep, there is the right
1: there. multi-channel amp series. So if you scroll down a little bit, mm-hmm. there's like several of them. There's a
2: two-channel, yeah. three-channel, four-channel, and a five-channel. I know people
0: are always asking, where can I get a three-channel amp?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, hello. There, there you Jerry. go.
2: Nope. There it is. Yeah, actually.
1: Something to mention here with the with the multi-channel amps, uh, we could fit double rail capacitance, which means that the normal Maraschino has a single capacitor for the rail, a single bulk capacitor, and then we we can fit two of them in the four-channel and the five-channel uh, series in, in in the series, and we can fit three of them, so we can fit triple capacitance in the two Cherry and the three Cherry. So when you get a two cherry, you're getting almost the same hardware that you get with a, a pair of golden cherry maraschinos. And those are six, $6, $6,900 a pair. Man. So the kind of hardware you're getting for the money is extremely high. Uh, and that's because our margins are low um, and we don't gouge and we're trying to get our name out there still. You know, we definitely want to get to the level of some of the more uh, well known brands at some point soon.
3: Our buddy in here in the chat, uh, Life of Bliss, he has some like, he has three 24 inch subs. Is that right? Mm hmm. He needs to power those. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he needs help powering those. I think you have some products that might fit the bill.
1: There's a customer uh, that has. two custom-made subwoofers, four woofers each, and they're eight-ohm woofers in parallel. So there, there are eight woofers total. He's using inline maraschino amps to drive them, and he said that they are not bottoming out. Like, they can still, even into two-ohms, mm. even into four 12-inch awesome. woofers per channel.
3: Right. Tommy, I challenge you to blow yep. up one of uh, Life of Bliss's 24-inch subs. That's the, that's the challenge. <laughs>
1: You got to get that thing over here. I want to try it. He,
3: <laughs> need, he needs views. I love,
1: he needs I views. love If you could like blow up one of his video subs, video. then that would be, that would be awesome.
3: It'd blow up his Is channel. that cool? Life of Bliss? You down with that? We, he has a YouTube channel also.
1: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So where, where, we,
3: where are these
0: made? Are these
1: assembled here? or Allentown PA. Oh, I'm Pennsylvania. Nice. There we go. Yeah. We buy all local parts. Um, all of our wire harnesses, enclosures, Uh, face plates, our board assembly is done locally. Um, The, uh, like all of the, did I mention wires? Yeah. So wires, enclosures, boards, and hardware, all of the little like jelly bean parts and all that, that's all bought from local sources. That's great to hear. Everything's American made. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My life of bliss is bring it on. (laughs) That'll get you some views. Let's Let's do do it. Yeah. Blowing up my 24 inch subs. We did a show uh, last year where we we had a 25,000-watt home theater using JTR speakers and Cherry amps, Yeah. and the management of the show approached us and warned us that we could possibly uh, disturb the structural <laughs> integrity of the hotel.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt.
1: That's not a joke. Yeah, we need, um, to, start,
2: we need to start making videos like this. We're, we're using the 212 RTs from JTR.
1: There were two twelve RTs and and the Captivator 4400. I'm not sure which one. It's the it's the 18 4, inches. ULF. I would whichever one's 18 inches. Uh I believe they're ported.
2: Yep, that's the f- uh 4, 000 ULF dual eighteens. Single 18. These okay. were single. Okay, gotcha. Look, we had and quick. we had eight and we had eight of them. Yeah. Crazy, crazy setup. We started eight talking of about of uh blowing up life
3: of Bliss' subs and uh the view count just went up all of a sudden, <laughs> see? <laughs> He just got a few more subscribers. somewhere? Uh,
1: see on our end, account.
3: we can see a new uh, um,
1: Forty thousand people. What? <laughs> That's
3: right. <laughs> so let's see. Any other questions? Let's uh let's have Tommy address some of your questions. I know you have
2: some. So here's Scott Newby. Scott has a uh, uh, man. I wish I could put Tommy up higher than us. There we go. He was kind of hiding you down there, Tommy. Um, so Scott Newby has an incredible, crazy setup, and so he's very familiar with Tommy. He's very familiar with JTR, said he heard the Cherry-JTR combo, said it's incredible. So Cherry will be his next
1: answer. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, someone asked a question about the DAC. Um, you know what? I'll mention it. I'll just cover it in case. So the DAC the DAC that we uh, make, we have a volume-controlled version of that DAC. and. There's only, there are only a few reasons why you'd need a volume control. In most of these cases with a sim- the simple system, like I was saying before, which I actually didn't finish about the details with that, but for a simple system, usually you're driving it with something that is volume controlled already. So let's say you have a node or a, a squeeze box or some kind of streamer. That streamer is driving the DAC, but that streamer has a volume control, and it's a digital volume control. Um, so that streamer does not need any; uh, it doesn't need any volume control on external sources that have a volume control. And I'm kind of getting convoluted here, but so I'll say it this way: a lot of streamers have an external input or, or external inputs, so you can use them as a preamp and also a streamer. In my case of this one reference system, I actually have a record player. Yes. I play records. I'm waiting for the, the noise to come back from that. Oh, these guys play records, man. <laughs> these dudes are in the vinyl. Digital digital amplifier guy, yeah. So I play records into uh, into a project phono preamp, and then the project phono preamp drives the node analogly, and then I can control the volume of the LP playback from my cell phone or from a tablet. See what I mean? So there's no need for a volume control there either. Where there is a need for volume control is something where say you have a CD transport that doesn't have a volume control and you wanna drive that directly into the DAC and then drive the speakers with, or drive the amplifiers with the DAC output. So there's no preamp there, but then there's only one source. So with the node, I can select multiple sources. I can select Bluetooth. Yeah, I know. And I can also select uh, an analog input, like the phono input. um, And I can also select uh, the streaming input, which can be from multiple sources, like Cobuzz, Tidal, Deezer, um, different sources like that. So the reason for the digital volume control of the DACDAC HSV, um, that volume control is, it's an analog pot, which means it feels just like a volume control on anything else. It has stops on the bottom, stops on the top. That volume control, uh, is measured by a processor, a very small processor with a very slow clock, uh, so that you, it, the circuit knows where the position of the knob is. And that's the only thing analog about it. After that, it uses a digital attenuator to attenuate the audio. So the signal path, the analog signal path of the DAC is not affected by adding volume control at all. It's the same DAC. The only thing that's different is the data that the DAC chips are being fed, which is now scaled or attenuated by the digital volume control. And that's controlled by an analog pot. So it feels like an analog volume control. And it sounds like an, a, a, the way you move it, it sounds just like it's an analog volume. But it's not, it's actually a digital attenuation. So, for those of you who want the simplest, easiest way to make a super high performance system, I always recommend, and this is coming full circle, a streamer that has preamp type features, driving a DAC, because most streamers have pretty crappy DACs, I have to say. Um, and also, they hardly ever have balanced output DACs uh, or DC coupled DACs. Um, And that DAC drives the amps and the amps drive the speakers and that's the system. So, you know, another thing about the, about the crappy DACs uh, and the, the uh, DC coupling. um, I don't, there are not many DACs that have DC coupling. It's really difficult to do DC coupling on amplifiers because the DC offset of the amplifier um, it's hard to control. It's like you have a giant battleship and you have to get it with one inch, you know, position. Um, so it's really difficult in an amplifier, but it's offset on a DAC It's going to be multiplied by the output gain of the amplifier.
2: Tell me what I'm smart enough to
1: understand this. So <laughs> a one say create, if the gain is 30, 30 millivolts on the speakers, not much. too technical. No, it's just, okay. I'm, I'm not DC technical enough. System, it's not you from a DC yeah. cup, like the cherry.
2: There you go. Hey Tommy, here's the question from Jim. What's no one, uh, you know,
1: in- there are people. Okay. The impedance of cherry amps ranges from 20 K typically to 40 K.
2: Cool,
3: yeah, and I wish I could understand all
1: this. Usually, it's stated in the specs on the website. And if it's not, um, I'll just tell you, DC coupling is really important. We, I, uh, we're always talk- talking about it because I'm a like techno guy. <laughs> um, every time you have AC coupling, it adds phase shift and it's mm. cumulative. So, if you have if you have a CD player with AC coupling, which is typical, it drives a preamp with AC coupling on the inputs and then AC coupling in the middle uh, of the volume or the volume controls and then AC coupling on the output, and then you drive an AC couple amp, they have five AC couplings in series. Each one causes a little more phase shift, which in the end winds up being delay in the bass with respect to the rest of the audio spectrum. So when that big thump comes up from the bass drum, that thump needs to be exactly when the cymbal gets hit. And you can actually notice in some systems that it sounds weird. It sounds like the cymbal leads the bass drum a little bit. So if you want to know how to eliminate that, the answer is DC coupling. And to do DC coupling is going to create make the speaker pop out of the box. If it's a woofer, if it's a cone. There it is. So, there it is wallets.
2: Tommy's dropping some deep knowledge here, man. So, so, yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Someone, someone asked me about the the sound signature of the cherry. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very I important get... question. Good question. Um, yes, neutral. Absolutely neutral. Uh, what is really important though is that the the way that it handles the high frequencies, uh, is done differently than than other amplifiers in order for it to not sound um, grading or harsh. Mm-hmm. It's the simplest way to put it. Those are engineering terms.
3: Yeah, because I saw <laughs> on your website and when I talked to you last time, you said, yeah, you care a lot about the measurements and the specs, but at the end of the day, you listen to them. Yeah, It, ha- it has to sound good to you, right? That's the one yes, thing that you wanted to point out to me.
1: It's really difficult to figure out what circuit changes cause what audible differences. Yeah. And, um as far as the sound of cherry amps, the idea is to be as neutral as possible, um, but not to lose the sweetness of the sound, which means not to become too analytical that's or true. to make it sound too dry or lifeless. You know, people say all the time that cherry amps sound very musical. And I say, well, you know, that's not a technical term, but I know what you're saying. All right.
2: Got a couple quick questions before we wrap up here. Um, how important is, it, is the dampening factor?
1: Um, opinions vary And I say opinions on purpose mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think de- Damping factor is very important Damping factor uh, Works with decay time uh, And attack time I don't know if you've ever seen waterfall plots um, the, the better that the speaker is controlled The better it sounds In my opinion And higher damping factor uh, Means better control However uh, some speakers actually don't like to have a uh, really high damping factor drive them. It's very unusual but I've seen it happen. It's not like it's uh, it's not it's not a rule of thumb that can always go by uh, but in general uh, damping factor is usually measured at 100 hertz and we measure damping factor at 100 hertz, one kilohertz and 10 kilohertz. And the reason is because it's it gets more and more difficult to have high damping factor as the frequency goes up. Some of these amplifiers that say they have a 1,000 damping factor, mm-hmm. uh, you measure them at 10 kilohertz, and it's actually more like 20. Mm, gotcha. So it makes a big difference. And that's one reason we always talk about fat speaker wires because that the, the speaker wires can kill your damping factor. If you're using 20-gauge lamp cord, stop. You know, get some <laughs> fat wire. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tommy.
3: Before you go, is there anything else that you want
1: to plug? Anything
3: else you want these people to do? Check out special. Uh,
1: I I want to. I just want to say, uh, we love our customers, and that's not just a saying for us. It's actually real. Um, I have relationships with a lot of my customers. Uh, we're friends, um, and I I know who's putting the food on our tables. Uh, I haven't lost touch with the fact that uh, if it wasn't for them, I would I would be poor. First of all, now I would be very <laughs> <laughs> sad, and um, I I feel like I can contribute more to other people's lives if I um, am able to uh, make them happy on more than just a technical level. Um, so I I really uh, I really appreciate the. Patience my customers have had with me. I really appreciate the support that they've given me over the years. And uh, Cherry Amplifier would be nothing if, if we didn't get so lucky with our customers. Well, you got to be able to do
2: some things right to be able to keep those customers. I mean, I don't think you get lucky with your customers. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, we did some things that were kind of the right move uh, without even trying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there is some fortunate circumstance involved i know what you're saying though yeah i mean well, i treat people with respect i feel you. like that's almost a thing gone by in in some cases and if you ever call fedex customer support oh you can figure out exactly <laughs> what customer support should not be wow. uh and same goes for so many big name companies i was um, just talking about fedex gonna, in
3: the uh, video chat
0: the video group chat like screwing me over left and right anyway
1: yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Tommy, uh after you're not this, gonna we're get gonna, a call center in India when you call me.
3: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh and close this up, but uh why don't you stick around and if you can hop into the lobby in the group video chat. I'm sure these people would love to talk to you if you can. Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: so stick okay. around. I'm gonna put it thank a you link. very much, everybody. I'm gonna put a link to your hey two channel cherry um special we asking about that. They couldn't find it. Someone drop it over in the chat oh, right
1: now. One more, th- yeah. one more thing I want to say. Sure. The two cherry, the two cherry is really good at driving MagnaPan speakers, uh, oh. and I found that out recently. Uh, torture testing, I was pretty blown away. So, um, if you have MagnaPan speakers, uh, Maraschinos or two cherries are, are great Not- for that. Notorious for needing power, huh? Absolutely, they are really power hungry especially in the high frequencies very cool chana why don't you take us out
0: all right ladies and gentlemen that wraps it up for our seminars hi-fi summit day three don't forget we still have the um what is it the after party featuring me oh, yeah. 80s night that's why i wore a nice uh bright 80s style shirt uh, and that's the 5 p.m pacific and 8 p.m pac- uh, eastern standard time once again big uh, shout out to uh, tommy thank you so much man um that was very interesting i learned a lot and you know that five channel um, big cherry awesome cherry what is it called the king mag- mag-
2: magnificent cherry magnificent
0: <laughs> cherry yeah that five channel i man once Two i get a uh, once i get a processor um dude i'd like to check that out because i have another big you know thx ultra 2 um, amplifier and your five channels cheaper than that one definitely like to check that out and you know spec wise they're That's on par expensive. so um yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah um don't forget guys and you know i think some of us will be in the group video chat i know i will be for a little bit so attendees don't forget to go there and uh again thanks a lot tommy and um see you guys soon the journey to the top continues take
1: care guys i'm sticking